With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The volume. The Draymond Green Show is presented by FanDuel. Super Bowl's here. No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. Awesome, exclusive Super Bowl offers for both new and existing users. FanDuel app is safe. You get paid fast. A lot of ways to play. The spread, the money line, team totals, players, props. A lot of stuff. Over-unders. Jump into the action. Same game parlays are my favorite. Just use the promo code Colin and download the FanDuel app today. Start making every moment more during Super Bowl 57. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. This is the top of the show for this week. And reminder that we are live on AMP for all of these top of shows. So if you want to first listen, make sure you check it out on Amazon AMP. But, and well, follow us over there. But as you know, you can always find it on the channels anywhere you watch your, uh, or listen, uh, you watch on YouTube, you can listen anywhere you get your podcast, it'll still be there. But that's just a simple reminder. <laughs> the NBA, there is never a dull moment. There's never a slow week. It's just constant news flow in the NBA. Madness. It's trade deadline week, as we all know. Uh, that is coming up Thursday, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so we know we got that madness coming up. We already know about the madness with Kyrie and getting traded to Dallas and the whole thing, which we'll get into. But first, let's get into last night's game. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets, not just to the Dubs games, but your favorite NBA team, check out Game Time, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the U.S. And it doesn't stop with the NBA. Game Time has tickets to the NFL playoffs, NHL, and college basketball games. Even concerts and comedy shows, too. So if you're in New York and you want to go see the Knicks take on Cleveland or the Lakers, Game Time has you covered. Or if you want to see Adam Sandler live tonight, this weekend, anytime soon, download the Game Time app 
create an account and redeem code GREEN in all caps for $20 off your first purchase. Terms may apply. Again, create an account, enter the code GREEN, that's G-R-E-E-N, for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Uh, first game without Steph. And Clay Thompson came out and was Clay Thompson. I, I'll tell you what, Clay Thompson came out last night, had 12 threes, absolutely incredible performance. Uh, somebody asked me in a press conference about the one shot where he waved Jordan through and shot the three in the corner. Absolute bullshit shot. Just going to put that out there right now. <laughs> but if you watch the clip, as soon as he was by, as soon as he waved Jordan through and he went to corner, you see my body start to turn. I'm already going back on defense. I knew it was going up. He was having that type of night. And when Clay is having that type of night, you got to expect a couple of those. Quite frankly, when he's not having that type of night, you got to expect a couple of those. But quite, I, I can't tell you. Um, how that feels. I, I don't know how that feels, so I can't really dive into that mindset of taking that shot because I just don't know how that feels. But in saying that, as, as nostalgia watching Clay shoot like that against Oklahoma City, the only thing different was that it just wasn't in Oklahoma City. But as I'm watching him have that game while we're playing, uh, I had a better seat than you. <laughs> um, I couldn't help but think back to game six, 2016, where game six Clay was kind of born. And like it just brings a different energy over the body. Like it puts the mind in a different place. You just feel good. So as I'm watching him have this game, and he's lighting these dudes up. I can't help but think if, like, man, I, it was Kevin Durant in that jersey and it was Russell Westbrook in that jersey. Like, and you think back to that moment, which was such a huge, incredible moment. But nonetheless, Clay came out. Uh, I think he finished the game with 42 points. Uh, like I said, on 12 threes. As great as he played, I didn't think it was 12 threes. Like, which says a lot because Clay, when he's scoring like that, he pouring on. Like, he pouring on. And, and it feels, it's loud. But I just didn't feel like he had 12 threes. Like, I knew he was lighting them boys up, but I did not think he had 12 threes. Who was aware, though, was Jordan Poole. Because Jordan, as you see, Jordan, by the way, Jordan played one of the best games I've ever seen him play. And I know, you know, people have seen him get 40, I think, or you know, 30 over and over. He played the best game I've ever seen him play. As you know, I'm not one that's just going to uh, watch points and say, oh, man, this guy played great. I, I, guys score 20 in this league, 30 in this league, and play like shit all the time. So that's, that's neither here nor there. But the game Jordan Poole played last night, at one point I think he had two points and seven assists. And that says so much about the game that he was having because it was just in the flow. He was making the right play. You know, he had the offense settled down. He was getting to the things that he wanted to get to. Having a shot, turning it down and making an extra pass. Like, 
it's actually plays like that that sets us up to have the night like we had last night. Like, it's been a long time since we really blew somebody out. But it's those small plays where it's like if Jordan shoots that three on the right wing in the first half, nobody, no, no, nobody's mad. Like, Jordan's a very good shooter, and he's open. Nobody's mad or tripping about that shot. But you fake the pump fake, guy come flying, next guy, excuse me, next guy comes, and you swing it to Clay, and Clay knock it down. Those are camaraderie building plays. Those are plays that get everybody involved, that get the crowd involved, that make you feel good. Jordan hit that three, great. Got a kick out, knocked the three down, boom. But to make that extra pass to Clay, those are the plays that leads to blowouts like we did last night. And so just getting back to what I was saying about Jordan, played an absolutely incredible game, dished the ball, um, 12 assists, four turnovers. But let's talk about them four turnovers. Three of those turnovers came in and within his last minute or two in the game, just trying to do everything he can to force feed Clay the ball because he knew Clay was close to breaking his own record. And so he's just trying to force feed him the ball. And three of those turnovers came then. No one's mad about that. No one's blaming that. Everybody knows exactly what's going on. And so the reality is he really had 12 turnovers, 12, 12 assists and one turnover. And now let's get into his shot making. Totally let the game come to him. Didn't force anything. Let me take you back. So what happens? Jordan catches the ball on, on Jordan catches the ball off the offensive rebound tap out from me. And he's deep. Very, very deep out there, maybe from 37 feet out, 40 feet. And he shot the three. Now let's rewind it back a little bit. Steph Curry throwing this mouthpiece. Same exact play. Ball gets tipped out. He shot it from 40 feet. What's the difference? The difference is he was in such a groove. Number one, it went in. But number two, he's in such a groove. Plays such a great game that you don't even really feel that shot. Even if he misses it, he's playing so well. Like, you deserve to take that shot. Like, he's played that well. And so, got to give a lot of credit to uh, JP um, and Clay and last night, like, just our backcourt in general, and last night win. But like I said, JP had an incredible game, let the game come to him. And no, he's not going to play that way every single night, but you need more of that. And because that's the growth, that's his next step in growing to becoming the player that he should and wants to become. That's that next step, more of those. And I thought that was absolutely incredible. And then on the defensive end, see, what you must understand about OKC is they run a lot of guard, guard, pick and rolls. Um, and they're really just waiting on a guard to mess up the switch or just give a little crease. And once they get their crease, this t that team is number one in drives in the NBA. For those of who that may not understand that, that's they drive to the paint, drive to the hole more than any team in the NBA. And so that was a big thing in the scout report. So they're looking for the guards to mess up that switch and they're going to attack that lane as soon as they see a little crease. I said all of that to say Jordan was also very good defensively. And that's also another step in his growth, which brings it all together into why I said he played probably the best game that I've ever seen him play. 
absolute masterpiece of a game, which led us to a pretty convincing blowout, which, like I said, it's been a while since we had one of those. We needed it. Uh, end up winning the game by 27 points. That's great uh, as we get ready to head out on the road um, for this game in Portland, and which is tomorrow night. And as we all know, Dame has been on the heater. So, got to go and try to stop that. Did you see the shot Dame hit last night? From 48 feet, like 46 feet. One step inside, inside half court. Like, most people got to push that ball to, to hit that shot. Like, and, and it luckily goes in. No one was shocked he made that shot. And, and same rotate, same form. As pure as ever, as if he shot it from 30 feet, 26 feet. Yeah, so that was a great game by Clay and a great game by Jordan, which led us to the win, which we needed. Before, before we move past Clay, you said that three of Jordan's turnovers were as he was trying to sort of force Clay the ball towards the end of that little stretch. When you play, you've had the opportunity to play with guys that have made double digit threes a lot of times now. When you see a guy getting that hot, how much are you trying to force feed them the ball versus just letting the offense flow and letting the ball sort of find them as Steve sort of talks about? The natural thing would be to just let the ball find them. But as human beings, it's the most unnatural thing to do. Um, the reality is in a thought process is that the ball has found them the whole game. It'll still find them. But, A, we're blowing him out, and you know he's going to come out at some point, so you can't really just flow um, with the offense. See, here's the thing about when, when Clay has these type of nights or when Steph has these type of nights is we usually blow people out when they have these type of nights. And so there are times where you'll see guys have these type of nights around the, the league, and, like, they're down the stretch in the game the last four minutes. Very rarely do those guys have that type of night and the teams are still in it. I can't recall many, if any. And so, yes, you're supposed to let the ball find him and, and all of those things, but that human element comes in like, yo, he's hot and we're going to do everything we can to find him. And so you have everybody screen. So then what happens? Everybody's running, looking for him to screen, so then he ends up in like bunches and like... He's not open because everything's bunched up. And then you're trying to force force the ball through, like, four people and you get turnovers. Like, I, I've seen this quite a few times now. And, um, and I've also done it. Like, I'm either the passer or the screener and trying to get him open. It sucks because you end up causing more – you end up hurting more than you're helping. But in saying that, the natural thing and, and what a great teammate is going to do is what we do, is do everything you can to find him, do everything you can to screen for him, get open. Because ultimately what, what it ends up being is your heart's in the right place. Like, you know it's all coming from a good place. And with that, you can live with it. So I understand what Jordan was going through for sure. I think it sort of is dependent on the context. Like you're talking about the OKC game, the, the the real game six clay game is a playoff game, a really important one. But where does this game rank on like the hottest you've, you've seen clay where you're like, Oh my, you feel every shot's going in. It can't, I mean, he's had so many great nights, obviously, but he came out firing. 
This this one's up there. Um, obviously, it's OKC on a soft Monday, uh, right before All Star break, dog days. Not much, you know. The game doesn't mean a ton, um, so that's going to drop it automatically. Like you can't put it above Game Six, and then the sixty point game, or you know, like. That was crazy. 37 in a quarter. Like, I mean, I've seen this dude have some nights. So I can't put the Monday game against OKC four games before All-Star break up there. But just in terms of his shot, I mean, he hit some tough ones. He got some easy ones, but he hit some tough ones. And, I mean, that's Clay though. Like, like I spoke about the one where he dribbled to the corner. He didn't dribble to the corner and miss that, like, ah, bad shot. He dribbled to the corner and missed it and slapped his hands like it was supposed to go in. Like, bro, that's an awful shot. Like, but he thought he's supposed, he supposed to make it. It's, I, I, I just can't, I, I can't get my mind there. I don't, but that's not me. Like, I don't, I, but he actually believes he should have made that shot. And then, you know, you said and you think about it and the reality is, that's why he's capable of having the nights that he has because Lord knows I, I, the shot clock would have been running down. I would have felt bad about taking that shot. So I guess that's the difference between me and Clay. Uh, obviously, his shot's better than mine, but the mindset, like, I mean, this man slapped his hands and ran back like, like he shot a good shot and missed it. Dude, you just waved Jordan Poole out the way with two people over there. No problem. Shot, shot, off a shot. Gotta love Clay, man. He's the best. But yeah, it may be top five in terms of hotness, but it just don't really have the same punch because he does that very thing in very high pressure moments, high pressure situations. Turn every Thursday into payday with TNT Thursdays on FanDuel Sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you win or lose. FanDuel's giving all customers $10 in bonus bets every Thursday. Just bet a $10 bill or more same-game parlay on any NBA TNT game. Same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets, two or three or four, for a chance at a bigger payday. You build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Win or lose... You're guaranteed to get $10 added to your account. Get $10 back every Thursday, win or lose, with TNT Thursdays. Exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen.
We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The thing. That's we didn't the problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's get into Steph going out. Um, Steph is, I don't know, I, I've heard I've heard three weeks. I've heard multiple weeks. I've kind of heard all this, the same thing that you've heard. But what I will say is this, I think, it's important to see how um, how Steph's body reacts over the next few days, um, you know, just with him being in pain, uh, just how the pain subsides and how his body recovers over the next few days. Because the reality is, you know, if, you, if you've read on, up on the injury at all, like, you know, uh, when I need to know things, I go to Dr. Google. And if, if you've read up on, on the injury at all, like, it's one of those things where it's kind of like a pain tolerance type thing. And, you know, when you have acute injuries like that, those first couple of days are brutal. Like, you're feeling that pain like nobody's tomorrow. But depending on how that pain subsides, that'll probably determine whether he's out for three weeks or whether he's out for five weeks. Like, no one knows because, again, it's one of those things. And so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that, you know, over the next couple of days, the pain will start to subside a little more and then you kind of get a better outlook. But right now, no one knows. Absolutely sucks. Um, you know, my question, not really, it's more of a rhetorical question or just one that you're really just thinking about is like, he had got kicked in that same spot essentially game before. Like, did that have any bearing on him getting hit? You know, once he got hit there, did it have any bearing on that? There's a, there's never really a way to know um, if that did or if it didn't. But definitely going to be out for the All-Star game uh, is what I've heard, which sucks. Um, but is an opportunity for someone else to get in and Steph still gets his All-Star appearance. So 
Um, never as as much as that sucks. It's also an opportunity for someone else to add one to their resume. So that's always great. And maybe um, De'Aaron Fox, guest of the Draymond Green show, can get his first one. Maybe De'Aaron Fox, definitely. Maybe Anthony Edwards, possibly Anthony Edwards. We'll see. Um, I think those are probably the two front runners uh, for the replacement spot. Me personally, I don't think you can go wrong either way. If I had a vote, as much as I think De'Aaron Fox deserves to get in. As, and, and I mean, De'Aaron Fox is an all-star, and he should have been an all-star even without replacement consideration. But if I had a vote, I would probably put Anthony Edwards in and Harris Watt. The reason being is Cat, who's an all-star, got hurt. And Anthony Edwards has kept that team afloat. He's kept them right in the mix of the playoffs. Uh, and he has had big games. So that may be why, if I had a vote, that I would vote Anthony Edwards. But again, by all means, DeAnthony, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, De'Aaron Fox is an all-star. Point blank, period. Now, on top of my reasoning for Anthony Edwards getting in, I also say the Kings already have an all-star in. But they are also a top three seed. So should they have two if they have two players that's capable? Probably so. The number two seed got two subs in, in Jaron Jackson and John Morant. Number one seed didn't get two in in Denver, but if Jamal Murray was healthy longer, they would have gotten two in. So you can make the argument that they are the third seed and they should get two in. And I can't argue that because, again, De'Aaron Fox is an all-star. But I've given you my reason on why I may give, I probably would give Anthony Edwards the nod. But we shall see. Uh, for those that don't know, Adam Silver picks the replacement. Uh, that's not something that's voted on by coaches. That's not, oh, this guy was next in line. That's the commissioner's call. And so I'm looking forward to seeing who commish go with because that's a tough one. And someone's going to be upset. So we'll see. Luca's out right now with a bruised heel. Those things are funny. So you may end up having another replacement anyway because that could very well um, that could very well not be ready and uh, in, in what's All-Star next weekend, two weekends from now? Maybe that's not ready. Um, and, and you get both of those guys in and, and, and it is what it is and no one's upset. But it's going to be interesting to see if it's only one who, commissioners go, who the commissioner goes with. That's a tough one. You have two guys that are very deserving. We shall see. Before we get out of here, we must talk about the biggest news in the NBA. Kyrie Irving requested a trade last Friday. Kyrie Irving, two days ago, was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Let's, let's talk about it. I mean, you got two of the best offensive talents in the NBA on the same team. 
Which, by the way, you had two of the same best offensive talents on the same team in the NBA when Kyrie was with Brooklyn, as we all know what Kevin Durant is to this game of basketball and what he does and what he brings. But now you got him with Luka. I don't love it. Reason I don't love it, that's very hard to stop. It's very hard to stop. Kyrie Irving is one of the best scorers we've seen. One of the best, if not the best, ball handler we've seen. Tough shot taker, tough shot maker. Kyrie Irving also can spot shoot. And that's what makes it interesting. Because everyone says, oh, Kyrie needs the ball, Luka needs the ball. That's true. But Kyrie can actually spot shoot. Luka is not the best spot shooter. Luka's more get his rhythm off the dribble, shoot it off the dribble. But Kyrie can spot shoot. And Luka, as we know, finding you. So I don't love it from that standpoint. Not I don't love the trade. Not I don't love. I don't love it because I, from an offensive standpoint, that's going to be tough, tough, tough to guard. Um, defensively, I feel like as of late in Kyrie's career, he's defending more. He's taking on those challenges of guarding these great guards. And so if Kyrie's going to continue to take it on that challenge of guarding great guards, as I don't see him stopping, was, was Spencer Dinwiddie a better defender than Kyrie? I think not. And no disrespect to Spencer Dinwiddie, but he's definitely not the offensive player Kyrie Irving is. So you, you have to know that that team upgraded. Now, from a long-term perspective, also one thing you should understand about that trade is Dorian Finney-Smith played in a game against us the night before, which means that wasn't even talked like in talks because he wouldn't have played because if he gets hurt in that game, that blows the whole trade up. Spencer Dinwiddie played in the game with us the night before. If he gets hurt, blows the whole trade up. So number one, think about how fast that trade had to come together. We played them in the game the night before by noon the next day, he was, they were traded for Kyrie. That came together fast. Got to credit Nico Harrison for having the guts to pull the trigger like that. Like, he didn't have much time to think. He pulled the trigger. I respect that from Nico. You know why I respect that? Because this is a what have you done for me lately lead. And GMs and coaches are usually the first to go. Dallas not having a great year of what they would have expected to have coming off of the year that they had last year, but also they lost Jalen Brunson. And so now you're essentially place, replacing Jalen Brunson with Kyrie Irving. Eh? Jalen Brunson's good, but Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving. So kudos to Nico for pulling the trigger like he pulled the trigger. What is the downside to this trade? The downside is it doesn't work. Kyrie hasn't signed an extension. It doesn't work, and you piss Luca off, and Luca wants to leave. 
That's the downside to the trade. But again, if I'm the Dallas Mavericks and I'm Nico, you got to swing. Like, you have to swing. And they swung. And now we'll see how it plays out. But I think that's the downside. And then the other downside is, and here's why I won't tell you this side is not as down as you may think. But the other side is Kyrie didn't sign the extension and Kyrie walks and you traded a first-round pick, you traded second-round picks, you traded Spencer Dinwiddie, you traded Dorian Finney-Smith. So if Kyrie walks this summer, leaves your roster in a tough spot. But here's why it's not as down as you think. Because if Kyrie does walk, that's $40 million off your cap, off your books. Christian Wood is... is, is um, a free agent, that's another 14, 15 million off your cap. So that's 50 million. And it's Dallas with a superstar there. Can you go attract somebody to put next to Luka even if Kyrie does walk? You have the cap space to do that. And so even if he does walk, you're not in the worst position because you still have cap space to go out in free agency and get someone. Dallas isn't a bad city, no state taxes, got Luka Doncic there. Mark Cuban spends money on the team. The list goes on and on. So it's not as down as you think in most situations where if you traded for this guy and he walked in four months, it's not all bad because you get all that cap space and you can go out in free agency and you can swing and you can possibly attract another superstar or a damn good second option. And so I give credit to Nico with the trade. Um, and as far as the next net, as far as the Nets go, I am told that they would not trade him to the Lakers, and that is what I call billionaire petty. That is Josiah saying, "Listen, man, that's where he want to go. I don't care if they offer the best deal or not. I can be petty too." And uh, billionaire petty is a different level of petty, and not many people can compete <laughs> with billionaire petty. So. Before we get out of here, I'll tell you the, the most interesting thing about the tweet, uh, excuse me, about the trade, <laughs> was LeBron James' interview that released within 24 hours of Kyrie being traded. <laughs> hey, that interview, which is a great interview, by the way. Check the interview out. LeBron and the great Mike Wilbon, um, they did an interview and it's more so about, like, as you all know, it's clickbait. The only thing they're going to post is Brian talking about Kyrie. But if you actually watch the interview, like, Brian's talking about passing Kareem, which is incredible, talking about how he wants to do it. He don't want it to be a free throw um, and all of these things. So it's a great interview. You got two goats sitting there having a conversation. But I'll tell you, it is hilarious how that all played out and how Kyrie's gets traded that day, and they do the interview, and it comes out three hours after Kyrie's traded. Absolutely incredible moment. Hilarious. Looking forward to LeBron breaking the scoring record this week. I am tempted to go to the game in L.A., but I just don't want to go, and then he don't break it. So I'm going to sit this one out. So for everybody saying, oh, would Draymond go, would he not? I'm tempted to go. but. I'm going to save my money on a private jet from L.A. to Portland that I would have to get if I go to that game because we got to go to Portland. Um, so 
For those of you who saying, I'm not, I'm making a decision not to go. That's that. That's a wrap from this episode of the Draymond Green Show. Until next time, peace. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.